Welcome to the best kept secret video cast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to another episode of our Best Kept Secret show, where I'm happy to welcome Samuel Rubin, founder and principal of Yeah Impact. Yeah Impact is a response-driven agency that produces impact events, live and digital, campaigns, and content for companies up to $1 billion in revenue. Samuel is from Barcelona, Spain, and is now based in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the show, Samuel. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Jay. It's a, it's a real pleasure. Now, Samuel, what I want to talk to you about today is the what I think is the very tricky landscape of social impact and how social impact relates to businesses and how business executives need to navigate, which I think to so many is a minefield filled with potential disaster. It's a little bit, I think, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, there's expectations in society, I would say particularly from our younger people that are becoming adults, uh, that companies not sit on the fence and engage uh, in issues that are relevant to society. But I think many business executives are struggling to see how they can accomplish that without getting themselves in their business blown up at the same time. And I know this is an area of expertise of yours. So tell us, what is it that business executives are thinking about incorrectly when it comes to social impact? Yeah, I think this is a very interesting uh, question to get started with because it is indeed the problem and how lots of executives see it and, and their fears. Um, I personally believe that the reason why there is um, this like paranoia and fear of you know social impact is because some people choose to see it as bigger than it is. They think that if you start a social impact strategy, you have to you know care about sustainability, care about inclusion and diversity, make sure that your employees are happy and then that your social media talks about every issue out there and you know about every single crisis and genocide going on and you're always saying the political woke thing and like you say, if you don't, you're going to be cancelled, it's going to be the end of your business. Oh my God, better not to say anything. That's absolutely the wrong way of looking at it because it's not uh, productive, it's very short-minded. I mean, you're basically talking about an executive who is not really thinking of a cumulative responsive strategy, but more like a reactionary, oh, we have to put out fire, we have to now say something about me too, we have to say now something about Black Lives Matter, we have to say now something about stop Asian hate. That's not organic, 
and that's not uh, you know effective, and that's what young people call performative because it, it, part of my expression, it seems bullshit, you know, and it seems blah blah blah. And I think that's the shift that we see here that maybe a few executives are worried about because, of course, that that shift in mentality, moving on from what, uh, you know, some people call corporate pride, you know, like I'm queer, I'm gay, when I go to the pride parade and I see all these banks and all these companies who are sending paraphernalia and merchandising to the actual parade to put the gay flag, I'm like, wait, what does that mean? Are you hiring trans people in your branches and offices? Are you supporting in your medical plans people who might have uh, HIV? Are you, uh, you know, supportive of gay relationships in your marriage among employees? Does human resources have system for that? That's what matters, not whether if you show up on a pride parade. And so what we do a lot with our collaborators and clients is how do we send the message that the impact that you're doing is not performative, it's indeed cumulative and long-term minded, and that you're not doing things for people to give you a cookie, but you're doing things for your internal process, your own mission and values and theory of change, which is definitely the most effective way of preventing any potential backlash. Uh, right, so, so, so how, how should an executive be thinking about social impact? What is the right mindset yeah. for an executive to have so that they can feel comfortable that this is going to work for them and it's not going to blow up in their face? Yeah. Well, first of all, they need to be very confident about, about their mission and values. I think that if you are an executive who see your mission and values as that section on the website, that it's just for people to see and, and, and that's it, then that's like a cancer that's going to follow you for your entire, you know, like go to a retreat, do some soul searching, find those values within yourself, and then you can start actually caring. Because if you really chose values that don't connect to your operation, that don't connect to the way you want to show up for those issues, then it will be like a ghost that follows you. And when people think of values, you know, they think that they all have to say the same values of equality, respect, inclusion, which, okay, that's great. I love those values. But what do they mean to you? How do they show up in your day-to-day workplace environment? How does your company create operational systems around those values so that whether it's inside of your department in the day-to-day of the employees or in the way that the, consu- that the consumer receives your product, those values will be apparent, flashy, and present along the way. And maybe you should have maximum five values. You, you really cannot choose each value of the world because your company uh, unless you are Amazon or Apple that is now doing pretty much everything, grocery stores and clothing stores and everything in between, you really can start small and focus on your principle and essential um, you know, foundation of your ideology because you should have an ideology, but it shouldn't be a political ideology. It should be a philosophical approach to why you care about your business, and why people who care about your product might be in alignment or not 
even in the absence of that alignment, you still can bring people together around those values. And you, you've said something I, that, that's been on my mind that, I, that I'd like you to uh, comment on. We're, we're in a society today where everything is politicized. You're either agree with me or you're my enemy, even though we are all in the same uh, country. It seems like everything socially and, and a, a lot of the issues that you went are now red meat for politics and, and they, you know, it's becoming this sense of identity politics. And if you're a business executive, for the most part, you don't really want to go there. You don't really want to enter into the political arena, at least not in a very overt fashion. So my question to you, Samuel, is there's social impact, there's political impact. How do you keep those two things apart? Or in today's world, is that even possible? And if it's not possible, well, what do you do about that? It is possible, and I think the way that it's possible is to focus on the people and focus on, uh, quite simply, the stories. And I will put the example of the pandemic because I think that the pandemic has done something to the relationship between employer-employees that in corporate America was very unheard of, which is understand more what everyone's family situation is. Understand that, oh, yeah, you have two children at home, and now you're working from home, and you have to deal with that, you know? Or, oh, your husband had COVID and has been a month sick at your house, and you have to take care of that, you know? Like, all these day-to-day -day challenges that then, yeah, they connect to paycheck leave. They connect to mental health and productivity at work. They connect with the way you can talk to your colleagues about how proud you are to work in the company you work in. So I, quite frankly, don't give a fuck if executive bullshit is a political issue. Political issue is when Delta CEO makes a donation to a super PAC to try to get uh, the FDA regulators or, or, or the flying agency regulators to stay away from their business. That's political uh, decisions. And it happens all the time in corporate America. From 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., every time there is calls to the government to try to change regulations, to try to, uh, you know, cooperate with political institutions. But that's not the day-to-day -to, -day to the employees. And even more, that not the day-to-day -day of the consumers. If anything, when companies choose to interfere with the political government, I think most of the times it backfires for them. And we are at the, at the beginning of the cost of that cultural change, which is why this year there was more union strike than ever before for many decades. And it's why, you know, those companies are now, for the first time, having conversations about mental health and having conversations about, you know, kitchen table issues without human resources being annoying in the middle and not knowing how to deal with this situation. Because I think that for a long time, the demise of human resources has gone alongside the uncomprehension with social impact. Social impact and human resources shouldn't be that far away from each other, you know, because at the end of the day, the biggest impact you do as a company is who do you employ and how do you treat them? So, Samuel, uh, I think you've made not just a, a, uh, a clear case, but a very passionate uh, 
argument as to how uh, businesses should be looking at social responsibility. So let's go to the next thing I think that's on an executive's mind. If I do what you suggest, how does this uh, first, you know, benefit me? How is this going to position me and make me feel? Well, I think we've been discussing um, from the employee perspective, no, and I'm a, I'm a co-founder. I have my own employees, and I know that if my own employees are burned out and fatigued, and they, you know, we are all experiencing a high level volume of growth at work, that will affect how we work next month. So I think it's very important that you you work these uh, like outcomes around, you know, how do you measure and evaluate, how do they affect to the people that you work with every day, and also how do they affect to the people that come in as new people to the company and have the chance to start with a fresh new perspective and bring in something that maybe you felt you, it was missing. Yeah. Um, so that's from the perspective of the employees. And then I do think it's very important to see social impact as coalition building. Um, competition is very important in business because it's what drives people to you know, improve their services and products. So we should maintain competition in that aspect. But I always talk a lot about mutual aid because there is a big um, you know, non-extractive economy that we can all participate on where we use as currency our values and, and, and connection to our product and we exchange uh, services or networks or insights with other organizations that sometimes are private enterprises or social enterprises, sometimes are local communities of neighborhoods and sometimes are non-profits. And I think it's very important to see at the core of social impact, pretty much who do you become friends with? Because friendships, going back to the idea of like political influence, you know, for a long time, we've been using that model with prosecutors, with FDA people, with all the agencies. But let's use the same model of hosting great conferences and bringing people together in great places with great food beyond those who are just in positions of power, because the power of communities can really strengthen your position uh, as a business. So I think that is an extreme important benefit that you can see as in a CRM that actually engages and organically, uh, you know, stays in touch with people who you can build a coalition with. Samuel, you have, uh, I think, educated us on uh, the importance of uh, social impact and talk through a little bit about the benefits to the uh, company for doing it. So let's talk implementation. What are the key steps that a business needs to do so that they can be uh, an appropriate player in the social impact space? Yes, uh, there are steps and I want to be very tangible. I think the first most important thing is to go back to the values as we discussed at the beginning, because those are the values that will allow you to put together a theory of change, which if you don't know what the, what a theory of change looks like, go to Google Images and see, educate yourself with the diagram, which is pretty much just basically your ultimate impact, your outcomes leading to that final, you know, um, impact and then the indicators and outputs, uh, your activities that will get you there. And 
it's very important that rather than get overwhelmed and shit like, oh my God, this is everything I need to do. Put together that initial framework for you to know if you're staying in your lane and for you to know what are your boundaries. When do you say no? If someone comes to you and says, look, we really care about this, you can say, I care about this too. But this is my mission. These are my values. And I will care about that through that uh, lens. So I think once you have that theory of sense, it's very important that you know who are your relationships, that you connect people that you know with other people that you know, that they don't know each other and can collaborate together, that you see part of your currency as the win-win mentality of, well, I don't have to, this is not a secret. I can just give you my other recommendation or tell you how did I do that. And that kind of like lessons learned mentality, you know, uh, generates good results very quickly. So I think these are good starting steps for anyone who hasn't yet um, started questioning their own social impact strategy. And if they've done that, great, you need to update it. This doesn't work like a theory of sense. You know, companies that they were already very woke in the 90s, they had to do again everything that they did in the 90s, in the 2020s, when Black Lives Matter happened, because you don't do it on a reactionary basis. You, it's, a, it's a process that you engage with because it's part of your workflow. It's part of how you keep your employees engaged. And, you know, you want to make sure that you take in the benefits of that rather than say, oh, shit, we need to do that now because it's time, you know. Samuel, you have, I think, really shined a nice bright light onto this very important issue, which I think for so many business executives is uh, filled with trepidation. You've made it much clearer. Now we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna learn a bit more about Samuel. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category of One program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. Welcome back. We're talking to Samuel Rubin of Yeah Impact. Now let's find out a little more, a little bit more about Samuel and his business. So Samuel, what pain points do you solve for your target market and why do they need you to get rid of that pain? Yeah, I think social impact comes with a lot of pain. You know, we all have to learn how to mitigate that. I think one of the main solutions provided with a good social impact strategy is you get rid of reactionary impact. Um, and the tendency of feeling like you need to put together a quick turnaround for corporate social responsibility campaign that usually have minimal 
impact and maximize your chance of doing a mistake uh, than, you know, the public might want to cancel you for. So pain point number one, we get rid of reactionary impact, we get rid of cancel culture, we get rid of um, dot fear. The second one, I think it when it comes to the productivity around tracking your relationships and making sure that you uh, maximize the potential of your network and the people who are willing to support your business. Uh, so designing good CRM systems that are impact-oriented will get rid of that second pain. And last but not least, I think uh, you know it's hard to measure and evaluate your success and your positive impact when you don't have a strong uh, impact strategy. So I think fixing the lack of metrics or checkpoint that you can then provide to your funders or to your supporters, that is painful when you know that you're doing something good and you cannot prove it. So we fix uh, measuring and evaluation related pains. Samuel, one of the things that is important in a decision of any client to work with you versus your competitors is the desire to work with someone who's really great at what they do. So can you share with us what makes you great at what you do? You know, what makes us great at what we do is a collectivistic uh, mindset. This is not about me. This is not about what do I do. This is about how do I work with my team and how do I collaborate with others who think differently than me. And it's also about a fresh, young perspective, because I think being younger, you usually um, told that you are too idealistic or too naive, but I think what is mistaken by that is a passion and, and willingness to deliver and to get involved. And I think people who have been around for so long maybe are not able to remember that, but it is a very exciting and driving feeling to, to have. So I lean on that and I lean on intergenerational action as well as creativity and storytelling. I believe that so making sure that in order not to politicize things, we can connect humanely through stories and through values is a way to be less divisive and less polarizing. Um, so I think those are some important characteristics that I try to be mindful of when we do our day-to-day -day work. Now, Samuel, I encourage everybody to go to your LinkedIn profile and to understand your educational background and what you've already done in your career, which is very impressive. But I want to ask you a little bit of a different question. I'd like to understand what happened in your life, either personal or professional, that would explain why you're doing what you're doing with yeah, impact. I, I think in my personal life, I've always been very impacted by grassroots activism and organizing in the streets. And social justice truly is a very, you know, it's almost in many ways like religion. Like I am, I don't go to church every week, but when I go to a protest or when I see people coming together on the front line, I realize, oh, wow. People can come together and, you know, fight. And fight is not a negative uh, war terminology. It can also be just empowerment of people coming together and saying, okay, the, here is where we draw the line. So being in the Occupy Wall Street movement 
in the early 2000s when I was 13 years old and I was going in school and I was getting involved, sitting in front of the principal's office with the student union, going to general strikes and seeing, oh, okay, we the people can, you know, uh, confront the banking system and say, put people over profits. You know, I think that, you know, <laughs> radical uh, background in my early days of uh, teenagers really helped me inform where I am today. And why do I want to work with corporations and lots of business owners who are not, who don't have that uh, backstory, but still connect to the power of the workers, the power of the people in a different way and in a different process. We all get there differently. Um, and I will say that in a professional life, the Hollywood Climate Summit has been a great example for me to see how the power of coalitions is undeniable and bringing together the industry around the most important crisis of our lifetime uh, has been witnessed to see that, okay, if we can... If we can bring people and stakeholders for this cause, we can also do it for many more. Now, Samuel, you have really uh, addressed an issue which I think uh, a lot of us don't even really want to talk about, but it is necessary. And I'm sure that people in our audience are going to be interested in learning more and continuing the discussion with you. So what is the best way for someone to reach out and get in contact with you? This was great. Thank you so much for having me and, and giving me a chance to talk more about why social impact important to me and our team. You can reach out if you want to learn more, if you want to collaborate, or just simply provide feedback and say, tell me all the reasons why you disagree. I love sharing with people who disagree. Um, my contact info is samuel at yeahimpact.com. You can also find more information about what we're doing at Yeah. If you go to either yeahimpact.com or youngentertainmentactress.com, as well as the handle Yeah Impact on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, you can also send me a request at Samuel Rubin or Yeah Impact. We will put the Samuel's contact information into the show notes to make it easy for everybody to reach out. I want to thank Samuel for coming on and addressing such an important issue that doesn't get enough attention. To my listeners, let's continue to crush it out there. Until next time.